啊，恐龙啊，仲有 Jeff Goldblum。This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design, servicing clients domestic and international. Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta spelled A-M-A-S-T-A design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Rolex Creations, formerly Roro Cakes, a boutique paper floral shop creating unique, custom-made blooms for your events, weddings, dinner parties, and/or office or home decor. Check out Rolex Creations, spelled R-O-L-U-X-E, Creations on Instagram and on Facebook. Last but not least, Pancake Studios, cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios, set at the heart of Brooklyn, also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that. But we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And welcome back. This is to be continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around. You just might have some fun. Isn't that right? Here we are in Pancake Studios. Lovely facilities provided by one Jonathan Fagar, the producer with the mostiest today. And of course, as always, joining me on this... What's your name? I, do, I don't know. I don't know. I Bushmaster's your name. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm Swedish? <laughs> we need to take back Harlem for we. <laughs> I was going to have sex with my girlfriend because I had a boner, but then she was like, there was no way. <laughs> I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez, and as always, joining me on this journey into fanboyism is my good pal, Edward, Edward Ng here, uh, also known as DJ Stirfly, and I have my sidekick and boy, uh, some young boy, and three, two, one. And indeed, we are heading into summer vacation. Uh, summer's begun. Uh, we've been away. We've been away for how long? Oh, we've yet to put out the last show. Okay. Yeah, no, but so we'll not, no, don't 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 reveal the behind the scenes stuff. There. Time That's, travel. <laughs> we, we can't talk about BTS. We don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Do not that not here. the Korean phenomena. What is what is that? I wouldn't even know. What they're a Korean boy band. Okay. That's all you need. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all, all you need, need to, to say. Next question. That's yeah. <laughs> don't give him any more. Uh, don't give him any more. Uh, any more juice. Any more juice. Um. So here we are. There's a uh, uh, obviously. Uh, if you clicked on this, today is our uh, Incredibles two spoiler review discussion. Um, 
Uh, not really anything else to get into, although we were talking before we started recording about how um, apparently Jurassic World already opened up. We were talking about Jurassic World already opened up. And it's uh, made, Hold up. And I'm, it, I'm sorry I got to interrupt. Uh-oh. But what an H happened to your iPad? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I've never seen... It. <laughs> All right, don't worry about it. I'll fix it. <laughs> there's fix no, it. don't there's worry no, about it. I'll fix it. There's no fixing it, Ed. It, oh, it there fell, is. It fell. No, it fell off, and that's what you're looking at the crack, and then of course the super crappy. Um, uh, I've seen worse. Uh, don't uh, worry about uh, it. Uh, color I've got care. on it. It's, I'll it's, take care. It's, don't worry about uh, it. But uh, anyway, before I was oh, so okay. interrupted by our producer, sorry, <laughs> who who I thought who was going who was going out of his way to. To, to, to show how shabby my life is, apparently. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 I thought you were going to have a cool story. Like, oh, you threw it. Well, there is no cool story yet. There's no There's cool story, John. It literally was you that stopped I... stopped a motorcyclist from running over an old woman. Okay, John, John, I was walking by, and there was this school bus full of kids. There you go. All right? And you had to beat all the kids? And <laughs> they deserved it. <laughs> they deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but so uh, like I was gonna do like like Jurassic World's already opened up. Okay, sorry about that. Right, soundtrack. and it's already opened up, and I'm not I'm of the mind that I wasn't impressed with the first one, and it's already made seven hundred million dollars. Hasn't even opened up here. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. that's nuts. But what I mean, do you think? That, why do you think that is? Because like um, in uh, I can imagine the guys in Hong Kong are like. Ah, Hong Long And I have to ask Ed, what is what did you just say? Uh, something dragon. And I speak I speak I speak Cantonese. I speak Cantonese. So, you know, I can also imagine like uh like uh, you know, um uh Jong Yao Jeff Goldblum. As Taiha Star Lord, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy you're Asian. I'm so happy you're Asian right now. <laughs> there's a whole different. There's a whole facet that uh, not even these guys here, maybe you, but uh, that really don't know about my life because aside from the uh, the Western stuff. The Western fanboy stuff that's been uh, infused into my life. I was raised Chinese. <laughs> I I didn't know. I and didn't so I mean, know. we've had this conversation about like, uh, hey, when was the last time you seen a Better Tomorrow two? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and Better Tomorrow two is is one of those movies. Um, John Woo, what John Fat. You know, um, there's a very the first Better Tomorrow. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You brought up uh, um, a movie called Hard, uh, Hardball. Well, that's the thing. You were t we were talking about Better Tomorrow too, and I said, "Wait, isn't that the one where Chow Yun has the kid and he pisses out the fire?" No, and no, you're no. Like, no, that's no, Hardball. No, hard hard like, which shows you my level of engagement with the John Woo canon. And which, by <laughs> the way, has a very famous um, one shot. It's a one shot. It goes on for ten minutes. You know, guns ablazing. It's it's a uh, Fat versus Tony Leung. And uh, they're in a hospital. It's a hospital scene. And then, as the subtitles go, Tony Learn says to Chen Fat, and they're both like on a, in, in the, in, like just hiding behind a barrier, like barriers or whatever, and tables under tables. 
and one of them says, "Have you no shame?" <laughs> Have you no shame? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. Ah, uh, <laughs> Um, I actually, actually, I was, I, I, I was, um, I was talking to a friend of the show, uh, Matt Zulkowski yesterday, yeah. and we got to talking about you a little bit. All, all good. All right. <laughs> all good. But he, he kept interrogating me because we, I was talking to him about, I'm on a, uh, currently on an interesting voyage of rewatching, uh, Robotech slash Macross. Oh, Robotech. That's completely okay. lost on me. Yeah, yeah. That was what we discussed because, <laughs> uh, I, and I, you know, I have to ask a question. You, you, you just, you just like, you know, raise your eyebrows a little bit about that. John, are you, are you, did you watch Robotech? Are you, you aware of Robotech? I'm aware of Robotech. Okay. Did you watch it? A little bit in my childhood. That's more than. That's wow, more than really? Because I wasn't. I'm trying to think if Robotech was even. I think we watched it like bootleg. We got the bootleg tape. And you see, that's ah. the only way that most most of us in America have access to that. Now, I understand, yes, back they the showed day. it back in the 80s. But even then, I'm like, I didn't have that. Like, like uh, yeah, I remember it was on maybe before or after uh, Battle of the Planets. No, here's the deal. In a, on in, WPIX, in, in, in w, a local, uh, At least I remember locally, local here. Um, for a period of time, it definitely was on at like... Between five thirty and six thirty in the morning. Yeah, who the hell's gonna watch and, that? And ah, I did. Me and my grandmother. That's who, brother. Well, man. I know that you got. Well, because you guys would be blasting Janis Joplin at like four. <laughs> I don't know what the, the connection there is between Janis I mean, Joplin. I mean, like, you know, who the hell's gonna be awake by? Well, Ed, by, you went to Catholic this. school just like I did, and like I, yeah, I, I literally up. lived down the block from uh, my school, which was St. Agatha's. You went to uh, OLPH. Mm-hmm. And so, Grandma was my Catholic school shoutouts. Catholic school yeah. shoutouts. <laughs> Saint Agatha for life, son. Saint Agatha for life. Let us proclaim life. the mystery of our Savior. <laughs> Through Him, with Him, in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All glory and honor are yours, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. Wow, that's Sing that's a new that's, song that's, unto the Lord. May your words be heard from mountains up high. <laughs> Miguel, sing a I new song an unto the Lord I, again, and say because I did because John, I did ten years of Catholic school. That's why I'm hard time. That's why I'm an atheist. Not that's, okay. that's but <laughs> but uh, get back back to Robotech. I'm a Protestant, by the way. But that's uh, 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 back to Robotech is that. Um, uh, grandma and I used to w- wake up in the morning. She was my like my primary ge- caregiver for most of the day. She got me prepared for to to go to school. Um, I came home and ate lunch because I lived a block from the school. And then you know from the three, adventures of Rick Hunter b- between three and six, <laughs> she was there. You know, um, preparing dinner, and I would watch her soap operas. So in the mornings, oh, man. we would get and watch Robotech. And this is the thing. Grandma was totally into it because it wasn't G.I. Joe. It wasn't a kid show. Robotex was an old age thing when it was Macross in Japan. So it's very soap opery. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. girl, the guy, he's got to choose between the two girls. Characters died. You know, it was... It it's was, Speed Racer, but with Mecha. Bit more, it's not, that's not even comparable. Speed Racer is definitely a, a, for little kids. All right. 
This, I like Speed I said, the, I, I, Speed Ra- Speed Racer did not have an oh, episode Speed where the oh, where the Speed Racer, Speed Racer oh. did not have an episode where the father <laughs> character <laughs> came back <laughs> and then <laughs> collapsed dead in the arms of his girlfriend. Okay, that did not happen. That's very Shakespearean. <laughs> it well, it well, well again compared to something else. Now I'm rewatching it, and it's not the great. And I'm rewatching it in the original Japanese. It doesn't hold the test of time. It's not that it's terrible, but there's just a lot going on where I go like, Minmei alone is the bane of my existence right now. I'm just like, Rick, uh, it, Lieutenant Ichiro, why, why do you want this girl? She's vapid and horrible. <laughs> but uh, but while we were talking, me and Matt were talking about that, we got to, he was like, oh, I guess Ed was all into that. I was like, nah, Ed... Ed, that has oh, whoa, Ed, Ed has no Ed has no love for that. Subtle. We started Subtle. talking about kaiju. We started talking about kaiju. Same thing. And it was like, yeah, Ed's not Ed's not into kaiju. I was just Why like, would Sakoski <laughs> assume he must that I would like, be into that? Is it because I'm like of Asian, Asian ancestry? ancestry? <laughs> you must, believe I know karate? He must, like, <laughs> he must like beef and broccoli. <laughs> I do like beef and broccoli. Oh. There, there, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's the one thing. Yeah, but you it's see, you do, you do have, like you said, because you grew up with, while it might not be, like I said, you, you might not be into kaiju or mecha anime, or anime in general. Well, he, You have, like you said, you have that sort of like, those shows and programming that were that come from mainland China that are like yeah yeah I mean so um, I did not speak <gasps> full on Cantonese uh, until I was in my teens because um, by then my my um, basically if you were raised in the eighties and Chinese uh, it's very likely that your your folks were renting VHS tapes that were imported from overseas. And uh, and you know just to catch up on um, uh, soap opera stuff that was coming in from Hong Kong, um, a lot of the the serial uh, martial art epics um, that were featured in Hong Kong as well, and that's the stuff that I grew up with in my teens. And then I I ended up going to school for it as well, and then that you know you really like I had a deep sense of exploration into 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 just you know, learning everything Chinese, and I did the martial arts thing, and um, I learned how to right, fly. Totally, I, I learned how to fly. We're, we're taking we're taking a a, a, a long a, an odyssey, a, a long way around to get to the Incredibles. I just have to get this one yeah, last thing off my chest All before right. we get into All the right. review, and that's this is that, because um, we never talked about this on the show. We said we were going to, Ed. Um, what were the uh, what were the childhood stories that your dad used to tell you before you went to sleep? <laughs> That <laughs> 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 you said, and dad, like you, they, they kept like you. You kept hearing this reoccurring theme, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna my dad, my, my you know, my dad and I. We <laughs> uh, in my youth, I had a very great relationship with my dad. Um, it, it all, it all. Yeah. As always, it all goes to hell when you. Yeah, it goes to hell. hell but like I, he used to tell you, the he was okay. So stories. these are the stories, you know. Well, let, let, let me ask you, Miguel. What kind of bedtime stories did you grow up with? Well, my my mom and my mom would read to me usually like you know Sesame Street or Dr. Seuss, <laughs> those kind of things. And and it was always like, hey, mom, do the voices. You, on the other hand, your experience was once upon a time. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a civil servant who was on his way to take a civil servant examination. 
And on the way, he was confronted by a bandit, a bandit of hoodlums. And then the bandit of hoodlums said, "Listen here, the only way you're gonna get through, get, uh, the only way you're gonna get, uh, walk up this road is if you pass by uh, right through my, uh, right between my legs." And knowing full well that the civil servant was going to be late for his exam, <laughs> did the only thing that he thought that he had to do, and that was supplicated to himself supplicate himself and pass, and pass through his legs. But knowing that he took the exam, and then which he became a full-on powerful official. <laughs> Those and were the was, and this was a reoccurring pretty, thing. Pretty it was much. always it was always so. And so uh, what are you a saying that boy is, uh, was on his way to. So, <laughs> so what are you saying that is a study? Say so what you're saying. So what you're saying, Dad is uh, is uh, is get a government job. Get a government that's, job. That's what you're saying, Dad. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, go study. The moral be, of the story be is be a lawyer, be a doctor. You know, the moral of the story is is have a full 401k. <laughs> <laughs> The moral of the story, son, is, uh, dude, there you know, is uh, always have a dental plan, <laughs> dude. A lot of the, a lot of our the, the little, um, the, a lot of the little uh, rituals and 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 the things that the Chinese do. There's always a story behind. It. Like, like I don't know if you recall. Like, I've I've poured have have I ever poured tea for you guys? Or I don't know if yeah, you know, yeah. but. In, in a, at a at a at um, a dinner table, a dim sum table, whatever. Whenever someone pours tea at you, the proper thing to do is to take two fingers and to tap them on the table. So you're wondering, well, where does that come from? What does that mean? Well, the story goes that <laughs> there was a civil servant official. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> who was crippled, and he could not kowtow to his superior. So he would use his fingers to, to do that, you know, which is basically like kind of just uh, as though his feet, as though his, his knuckles were his right, right. So get a ah, government job, okay. <laughs> get a government job. So get a government yeah. job, kids. That's what. That's... <laughs> All right, I think we're. This is another one. No, <laughs> just... no, no. We're good. That is also about going to get a civil servant exam. We will return one day back to <laughs> civil servant odyssey <laughs> with Edward Ng. <laughs> okay. I say we're pretty warmed up here. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, <laughs> this episode is our uh, Incredibles two spoiler review, which we got to. Uh, I got a chance to see and got a chance to see. Uh, John did. John not see did not it. has not seen. Has he's admitted? But we found out like that... before we started recording that John hadn't even seen the first Incredibles, which I'm flabbergasted you by. Know. Hello, uh, you know, darkness, Ed talks about beautiful stories about his father. Hmm. My okay. father never took me. Didn't take you to see an Incredibles. See Incredibles. I'm sorry about that. Uh, you you really should. You really should. Okay. As Ed and I will 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 talk about uh, the, the first Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first Incredibles is truly <laughs> is truly uh, one of the great modern superhero movies, and it predates. The current glut of superhero films that we're in. Fourteen now. years ago, man. And fourteen it, years ago, um, some have called it the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Yep. <laughs> it is. Um, it's a bona fide superhero and it's family not based movie. On, it's not based on the any pre-existing um, franchise. It's not based on a Marvel comics or a DC comics. Or no, I mean there the elements are there. But well, yeah, but, but I'm saying like, it's not based mm-hmm. on specifically. Obviously, it draws influence from a lot of different things. Not least of which is that the first one. 
even draws from uh, James Bond. Uh, release in June fifth. Okay, and that's um, that's just about. Um, uh, we are in the twenty seventh today uh, with a budget of two hundred million. Box office four hundred ninety four point eight million. Mm hmm. Okay. Directed that, once again by Brad Bird. Mm hmm. Uh, all of the definitely this, not solo numbers. At <laughs> uh, uh, bringing back, I think almost the entire cast except I believe the voice actor for Dash. Yeah, and how can you not miss that because there was that intro, <laughs> like Craig Craig T. Nelson, Holly well, Hunter. I told, well, I told uh, you about the Samuel I, Jackson. That was the thing. I I had seen it before Ed, and I was telling. Him, I says, well, okay, you know, I really want to get what you know. I want to find out what you think about it. But like, all right, first off. It seemed like there was like a literal half hour worth of trailers on the front end. And so I'm like, okay, let's get to the movie. Let's get to the movie. Then they did this Pixar short. <laughs> and then they had to have some sort of preamble with Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, and Samuel Jackson going, hey, we know you guys have waited like 14 years. And I'm just in the audience like, yeah, we've waited 14 years. Let's just start the movie. <laughs> Um, but uh, a lot of anticipation for this film. A lot of people wondering what was it was going to be. I know that online, um, there was a lot of people wondering, well, is it going to pick up directly from the first film? Is it Which going it to be a yeah. flash forward? Because I was open to that, Ed. I myself thought... Oh, the flash forward? I thought that, hey, let's uh, let's see Dash and Violet in, as, their, in, in high school. adults, right. Yeah, not or, adults, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's go forward. Let's have Jack-Jack be a little older. I think that the fact that this film does pick off, pick up immediately after the end of the first film kind of tells me that if there is an Incredibles 3, I don't think we're going to get a flash forward. I think that the Incredibles will be a trilogy Everything of this picks up family one after in this particular another. time. Yeah. And, and uh, some of the scenes, uh, the introduction scene, the introductory scenes um, where Syndrome's drilling uh, machine. Uh, the underminer. The, the underminer. underminer. Um, you do see that in the beginning of, of two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and then not, from there, not the story only, Not only that, something, on. something interesting that I, uh, is that the, that beginning sequence is done very much literally in the style of the first film in terms of the animation. There's they something, they there's intentionally the made it look mm-hmm. like the animation as it was from the first film. Mm. And we we're gonna talk about the leap forward in CGI that is this yeah, that is yeah. this and film, the style, yeah, and the then style it's later of, that they phase into sort of the newer style that is the prevalent style throughout the rest of this film, um, which is to say that it's like this, it's not a noticeable, it's it's odd, um, but I'll get into that uh, talking about how it's. But uh, the film picks up where the first one did, and overall thoughts, Ed, your overall impressions of it, because you saw it with your wife, you saw it with I your, saw, you saw it, it with, um, Clark. With, with Clark and my wife. Um, my wife really needed to see this movie, and mm-hmm. um, and I would have been like, and I, again, I didn't watch it in opening day, but my wife was like, no, 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 we have to see it, but we can't see without Clark. But I'm like, but Clark hasn't seen the first one. Oh, sure he has. Uh, I just wasn't sure. Now, Clark, Clark, come here. Do you, um, you said you saw the first one, right? Did you see it at school or did you see it at home? Uh, with my grandparents. Oh, that's right. So, oh, okay. okay. So, so my dad, my dad had, keeps um, some of the DVDs. Well, like, well, Ed, you know, I think it's that your dad realized <laughs> that he couldn't. Uh, Clark is just too sophisticated for those civil servant stories. He's probably thinking, if only we could CGI those things up. 
and make them for a new generation that would probably, you know. I envision. Why am I talking? My dad doesn't I, yes, speak like that da- at all. Your dad is not Egg Chun from Big Trouble in Little China. I envision Pixar producing a whole entire story series. China is here, Mr. Burton. All right, but <laughs> we're getting way too racist. Um, the Civil Servant Odyssey continues. <laughs> but um, uh, you enjoyed it. You liked it. Um, we were talking a little bit in the car. Uh, uh, Jen had her own little take that she she liked that. The yeah, focus she liked on this it. film was very much um, as compared to the first film, which was you know uh, very centric on Bob and very much you know with Dash as a, as a big part. This well, was Jen, my, my wife was saying and... that she appreciated it because it was very female centric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Elastic Girl gets it's a very Elastic Girl centric story. Mm-hmm. Not to say that. The other characters aren't focused as well. Um, but uh, another thing that, uh, and you weren't kidding when you said that this movie is funny, I could not stop laughing throughout most of this movie. It was so hilarious. <laughs> Jack, um, Jack, and the Jack, Raccoon Jack, alone. Oh, my Lord. Jack, yes. Jack, and the Raccoon. And you, know, and you know me, Ed. You know that I can find sometimes in movies when they force that on you, cuteness, comedy, for the sake of just, ha- oh, we know we have to have... That that can find the a raccoon great goes shakes was, fists. Well, that my whole thing was that I was going like the raccoon needs to come back for Incredibles three. That needs to be Jack <laughs> Jack's arch nemesis because <laughs> it literally was like a superhero supervillain with them both yelling at each other. I'll get you next time. But let, let me ask you that because you um uh you wanted to ask me about what well, be the little short that was in the beginning. Speaking of civil servant. Chinese stories. Uh, Chinese yes. stories. <laughs> uh, it's there. It, it was sort of flanked by an, a small short called "Bao," which means dumpling. And uh, like, what yeah, did you I think definitely wanted to get your 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 take on it as a Chinese as a Chinese American. Um, I just want to say that I was watching it and. We, we I was we down with it, <laughs> and then it's it's very beautiful. It's very cute. Uh, it's very funny, but. At the point where again, it's a spoiler review, so we're going to talk about it. Where the 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 Chinese mother eats the dumpling. The moral of the story is that <laughs> is that he should have Chinese that eat he our have, children. It's it's the moral of the story is 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 he should have gotten a good government job. <laughs> that's what it really is. His. What you got into rock and roll? <laughs> I will eat you. <laughs> uh, I, well, uh, taking a little side trip away from the Incredibles again, Ed, as a Chinese American. Um, did the did it speak to you? Because I had an I had a slight issue where I was with it, and then I didn't I didn't quite immediately get the whole like metaphorical thing. Because again, it's oh no, dude, you understand? I'm watching that, and I and I just this is I kept whispering to Jen because she's getting very emotional because it's you know it's it's cute and and you watch uh there's the most Pixar's will give you will give you the feels. And my wife was just getting kind of water in water in the eyes, and I'm like, "That's you, and that's Clark. <laughs> you're, you're going, you're going to, you're going to eat Clark one day. <laughs> He's going to come home with a white. Yeah, chick. I, I honestly. He's going to come home with a white girlfriend. <laughs> I honestly, um, <laughs> I had I, it was funny, and then when it took that turn, I didn't. I honestly, in the moment, was not sure. What was going on? It was like I, I it, uh, it it had to totally complete and finish for me to go. 
Oh, it's oh, it was, I guess it was that was all metaphorical. Okay, all right, I get, I get. Um, very sweet, very nice. Um, well, back to the Incredibles though. Mm. Um, like I, I, I find that this film I find is either a hair's breadth over or under, and that's saying something because the original is such an amazing, you know, well crafted movie. Uh, the 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 cast returns with a couple of additions. From from the first film, you got the coach. So you know we st- we still yeah we Sam had the coach. Jackson. You got the uh, uh, Nick Fury and the coach. You know and Holly, Senator Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter, Sarah Val. Um, they replaced the voice of Dash. I think obviously because uh, uh, that voice actor fourteen years. That voice actor has a the original Dash has kids of his own. Now. You and my you and Jen had a um a conversation about Edna Mode. And she didn't know because oh, yeah, she, she didn't know the Brad. Bird yeah, my my wife voice. has a, an obsession with uh, with transgender culture, and she's like, <laughs> I think there's something <laughs> transgender about like Edna Mode, and you <laughs> had to you spoiled it for her. Like that's because Edna was voiced by Brad Bird. <laughs> Edna is voiced by a man. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking down the cat. I I had no idea this, but uh, Isabella Rossellini was the ambassador that Elastigirl saves. Oh, okay, I had no right, idea. Right. that's Mussolini's daughter. No, not Ah, oh, the monkey wrench. He's here. He's here. He? He's active. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the monkey wrench. That needs. The that, we need to wrench. have that. Oh, by the way, that was another aspect of the of the movie I loved was the the, the theme songs <laughs> the theme that kept going up. So, um, going down the basic plot of the film here, and uh, you know, uh, interrogate us at any time, John, if you feel uh, necessary. Um, but we pick up right from where the beginning of The Incredibles, the, uh, uh, the first one left off. So they're going into they're going into battle against the Underminer, which is this strange villain. Uh, heroes are still outlawed in their world, mm. and that's a very huge part of the plot. Is yeah, the supers are outlawed. Right. Yeah. I don't know, John. In the original Incredibles, the whole idea essentially was um, we follow like this one superhero, Mister Incredible, on this one day. And it's sort of the golden age of superheroes. But what does the superheroes in is not villains. Their destruction. It's, uh, yeah, that is exactly what it is. It's insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to is insurance makes it like, uh, who's going to pay for all this stuff? So they're still at the end of that film. That still apparently hadn't been wrapped up. Here they continue with it where they Incredibles do what they do. But again, cause a lot of destruction, and the government agency that was involved in keeping their uh, secret identities and yeah. you know papering things over them is now they're going out of business too. And so, what are who's um, going to be t- helping to take care of them? How are voiced they by Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad, by the way, uh, who plays Mike? Um, he he runs that organization, the Men in Black, basically. So it's like uh, if people know who. The secret identities of the supers they, is their they job to, to wipe to their wipe memories. their memories, whatever. And we find out that that uh, is uh, one of the major subplots because he has to wipe the memory of this boy who was from the first film that we saw that the uh, older daughter of the Incredibles w- wanted to take out on a, on a date. But because this happens after and his mind gets wiped, he never remembers that he agreed to go on a date with her. <laughs> so that's kind of her little, little subplot, um, which I felt was really... Handled very well. It was deft in that it wasn't annoying, which is my real big problem with most writing for most youthful characters. It was her reaction, the way Sarah Val did it, was all 
it made sense uh, uh, to me. The teenager and the angst and everything, thing. but it's in it's an understandable way. It's not like oh god, just grow up. Mm-hmm. It was just like yeah, that would re- it would really suck to be that girl. So um, whereas the first film focused very much on Bob Parr, Mister Incredible, and his sort of midlife crisis, this film focuses on the fact that we have a pair of siblings who are played by uh, Bob Odenkirk and Catherine Keener. You could have knocked me over with a feather that Catherine Keener it was the voice of the of the sister, um, uh, Evelyn Deaver and uh, Winston um, uh, Devore, uh, and they are. It's good to know that Bob Odenkirk is getting some work. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's. You know, up to now, I had no idea it was Catherine Keener. You know. Oh like, really? Yeah, because okay, I, yeah. I, had, I hadn't seen the the. the well, because you know, because Catherine Keener has kind of been. She's... Where has she been? Um, yeah, right. I mean, Catherine Keener, uh, for there was that you guys, if you don't know, she was everywhere. She was in the 40-year-old version. She was a girl, the love interest in 40-year-old version. Right. She, uh, was she even, uh, um... Being John in, Malkovich. Being John, uh, she was, uh, I, uh, in the, that Pollock movie. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, so, with, at one yeah, point, she Ed was Harris, all yeah. over the place. So, she was, a, there was a point where she was ubiquitous, and then has kind of... I think the last thing I remember was she did that film where she played, um... Lee Harper was Capote, right? right. Oh yes, oh, that's nice. that's the one. That's, that's the that's one. That was right. and which was we forget that was quite a bit ago as well. Mm. I'm sure she's done other things. I'm yeah. just saying in terms of high profile, that might be the last thing I yeah. remember that guy was like a sort of wide release award like era type of But movie. but their their characters Odenkirk and her character, they're basically the um uh the the owners of this huge corporation and Odin Kirk is on the forefront and he's decided I want to bring the super I want to bring these super supers back. He has an issue in which which I think was very again a nice a nice touch because uh, they touch on a lot of things from mm. the first film. Yeah. Which is that his father was a supporter of the supers and actually had one of those like Commissioner Gordon direct line phones to uh, a number of superheroes. Turns out two of the superheroes that Syndrome had killed in the first film, mm-hmm. Gazer Beam, and I'm trying to remember what the other one was. But uh, so his basically his parents get killed in a break in. And the whole idea is that he kind of has been obsessing over the supers because he feels like, well, if the superheroes hadn't been outlawed, my mother, uh, uh, my father would still be alive. And he wants to make he was like, we got to bring the supers back. And he brings in Frozone. Uh, Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible, and that's where the whole the theme song comes in because <laughs> he's a, he's a fanboy. He's a fanboy, and he knows their 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 theme songs, which is wonderful because they actually do then have performances of those theme songs during the credits when the credits roll. Mr. Incredible, Frozone, who's the cool cat? You know. Um. So he, his basic idea is that well, he's a communications magnet. And he's like, this is a PR problem. We've gotta we've gotta make some sort of play to the public about supers, about how we gotta bring them back. And he decides that he is going to use Elastigirl as the as, as the a, face, as, as the yeah, front woman for this. As a poster child for this. And, and so and that and that creates a whole tension. And <laughs> and guys, for the for those of you who are stay at home dads like myself. <laughs> It really resonates, you know, when the wife goes out and she's the breadwinner. It really, you know, like as as a male, um, it, it does. Yeah, you know, it can it can, 
and that's and that sets along the the, the plot where where um, Bob Parr. It's like, oh, I'm really happy for you, honey. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Yeah, you know, and it's and so yeah, like I'm watching this, and there are a lot of parallels to be drawn between what's going on on the screen and what's in my life. But uh, what I also wanted to get into is the um, the character, the sister. Yes, Evelyn, Evelyn, yeah, Evelyn Keener, Dever, Keener, yeah, right by Catherine Keener. Um, spoiler, she's. Well, well, she's she does turn out to be the she, she turns does out, turn out to be, out the, to be the, the villain of the piece, but right. it's interesting. But she's the invent. That. She's a it's mad kind scientist. Of similar inventor. to what's happening with Bob and and Helen, mm-hmm. whereas the the Catherine Keener character she, Evelyn, she feels oh well my my brother he's he's out front he's doing the he's a child he's a, but yeah but he's yeah. the he's the face mm-hmm. he's out there doing what he wants to do and I'm the one who's kind of has to suck it in mm-hmm. and do the important technical work that actually makes this all, you know, feasible, let's say. Um, so uh, we get that Bob has to stay home and he's taking care of the kids. And he has to involve himself as, as a stay-home, as a parent does. This is the one who's the caregiver at home. In the in being more intimate in the kids' lives, mm-hmm. maybe for the first time, Right. <laughs> So, you know, if anyone's... Dude, you have no idea. The new math thing, that's real. <laughs> that's real. That's real frustration. This is... Why is there a new math? <laughs> You're not doing it right, Dad. I just, just... Why is there even a new math? No, this and, is and, real. And what was good about that was that, you know, so he's more intimate with Dash, so he's got to get the, 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 the schoolwork stuff, and he has to, like, now deal with Violet, who's going through mm. adolescence and, boy, you know, boy, her boy, her boy troubles, issues. Yeah. You know, she's, she's attracted to this kid. And he wants to be supportive of that, and I like that. It wasn't that he was a fuddy-duddy or he was fighting this. He was embracing it. The problem is, is that he, it's more difficult than he thought. He was embracing, it. like it starts off, and he's like, when he thinks he, I love that he. It wasn't just like, oh, he hated it or he screws up at it. He think at first it's like I'm doing pretty good here. This is not as <laughs> all right. I got the math thing set up. I'm, he tried to put Jack Jack to sleep like three times. You know, yes, like yeah, he kept yeah. getting up. He would turn around and there he is like watching the late late night news. It's like <laughs> what are you doing up? Like you know, puts him back to, into the crib. Right. You and know, the, he's still having problem with the math. Every he tries to inject himself into Violet's world. Yeah. You know, with all good intentions. You know, they didn't go that, I don't want my daughter dating somebody. It was like, like, no, okay, oh, you're interested in this boy? Let me, okay, let's, mm-hmm. I want you to be happy. But it was a lot harder than he imagined and then added then the layer of the sort of, oh, my wife is getting to do the things that I want to do, but I, I can't. And I know it's important. And yet they still, like, that was why it was great. It was a very nuanced characterization. You know, it wasn't just like all all or nothing on that. So that was, I thought that was really good. And then Helen as the uh, as sort of the main hero uh, for most of the he- uh, for most of the uh, of the film, and that was great. Female character um, as someone as a comic book guy, a great realization of that type of power set. Like one of the things about the you know the movie is like why did this take fourteen years for us to make and I I I was like the visuals and imagination and coming up with this stuff it's for for Elastigirl super uh, pun intended super cinematic yeah I mean uh, it is well is shot better than most movies are 
it is uh, the truth is is it, it's a, it, there's a cinematography in this mm-hmm. movie and yet even the, there the, never was a camera e- there right. you know what i mean that's the thing yeah. this was like shot the way a film a live action film would be shot um with all of the advantages mm-hmm. of of total cg environments and stuff um and the texture that's the other and part and even the slow scenes the slow scenes were just if, if yeah they just didn't skimp scene, on they didn't yeah. skimp on that it was cinematic even like you said the angles with, the angle shots <laughs> again uh, there's no camera here so that's what exactly <laughs> i mean like one of one of the one of my favorite simple shots is just when Violet, you know, after Bob has his big meltdown, <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to do my best here. I'm doing this, but that doesn't work, and I don't know what's going. And he, there's this very, and again, a great writing, because they could have been, I hate when they make parent and children adversarial ju- just cause. Here it was, Violet finally, Violet and Dash, when he has his meltdown, realize, oh God, Dad, this, oh, this is... We are working Dad's last nerve. We we didn't realize how hard this is for him, <laughs> and it's a very sweet moment where after he explains it all, mm. and he kind of falls asleep, and you see Violet look back at him, and it was just a, and again the way that was mm. shot, it was a beautiful quiet moment, um, but then the exciting stuff is just like and um I, this is why I want to uh, what I said at the beginning of the show which is. There is a very, there is a very, very interesting um, aspect to me, which is I'm not sure that this is going to register with people how wonderful the visuals are. Well, I don't, I think it's, I think it's best said um, something is, you don't realize that how well something is well done. Because if no one really talks about it, you need to see. It's like uh, if it's if no one talks about it, and it's awesome, then you know it's really good. You know, it's ah. Uh, but see that yeah, that's I'm I. It it doesn't draw attention to itself in any way. It it's sort of like it just is. It's how do I explain it? The designs of the world, the characters are obviously cartoony. It's obviously yeah. there. It's not trying to mirror the real world, no. but it has its own weight and reality to it well, in you, so many other aspects that you just completely buy into the world. Well, we got into this, right? It's like, uh, what are some of the um, some of the oddball things about this universe? And this also takes place in the first movie. Like, does it take does it take place in the fifties? It's it, got it's some an Archer. Is it Archer? Archer? It's got contemporary uh, technology involved. Um, the the cars are very much designed as if they were like from the fifties. Well, know? 50, it's a I I've always, I think it's an early sixties. Early sixties. Pre, it's pre Kennedy assassination America to a certain degree. Thank you. And but then the last girl, the last the last cycle. Well, not only that, I mean, just the anachronisms of, like, touch-tone phones <laughs> and the speech that the screenslaver gives, uh, the, the you know, the nominal quote-unquote mm, villain, which right. is the front villain of Evelyn's character, um, talks about, oh, everyone's got screens in front of their face, and I'm just going like, yeah, no one, uh, you know, yeah, but maybe in this was, movie, you know. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, it's, it is an Archer-esque. A Dick Tracy, like, what, like, hey, you know, I've got, like... The, 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 a little TV watch. Well, even I mentioned in the first one where it's like there is a newspaper that gives a date mm-hmm. that is in the 60s, but Dash's teacher has a VHS player. <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a it's kind of weird and nebulous. And not like, like first... that stuff hasn't been done before when we're watching Get Smart 
or for watching. Yeah, I think that that's quite different. Like I think way, this is the way more like we said of an Archer, scene. where it's like I don't know. You want it to be about a lot of retro things, what, but then uh, you have obvious aspects that could not take place. Like I, I don't recall. Like, did Man from Uncle have any of those? Like, um, you know, where today we have FaceTime, right? Well, Were Man, you they to... had pens that were their communicators. <laughs> in. Open channel D. Oh, Open hello there. D. You know, and and, and, and yeah, like Star Trek had FaceTime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, but then there are other signifiers in the movie as well, like the fact that Bob has watching the Outer Limits. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like when th- th- but um the Outer Limits. So um, <laughs> uh, getting to like I said, the visuals are so beautiful. Like you said, that that sequence with Elastigirl and the cycle. You go like, well, this is why it took 14 years, because it would take 14 years to come up with all the bits they did. I immediately, because I saw it before you, and I said, Ed, the sequence with her on the motorcycle is so phenomenal, because it's like, okay... From a comic book perspective, yeah, from yeah, a comic thing, this works. This is this... I mean, the idea, because well, in the movie, essentially, she has, you know, obviously everyone knows Last Girl has stretching powers, mm. kind of in the vein of Mr. Fantastic with the Fantastic Four. And then they give her a motorcycle, which I think we did see. I want to say we saw something like that in the first film. I forget if she had a motorcycle. She had a motorcycle, but not nothing. We didn't we get didn't to see, see a full sequence. potential of so like. So in here, she has the motorcycle and it has the ability to Dude. split into two, uh, like a unicycle, two motorized unicycles connected by her elastic body. Mm-hmm. And they use that to the fullest extent. She's able to um, just run right into a tunnel and split into two. So she's on so both she's sides on of the both tunnel. sides of the tunnel. Uh, you know, she can she can like make it like leap incredible. You know, be super um, agile with it. You know, cornering everything by just by this simple act of disengaging mm. and then reengaging it. Yeah, which was absolutely brilliant. But it only goes to show you that it's not so much the the technology that's involved, but ela- we get to see Elastigirl, full fledged Elastigirl, like um, what go- she can do with that power. Yeah, which is a power Once- set that is often maligned among superhero fans. Well, oh, the guy that stretchy. stretches. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you gonna? What can you do with that? Now you can go. What I like about it is it was super stretchy, but they didn't do quite as much as what they did in the first film, which was. The first film, it was more Plastic Man. Mm, she yeah. like transformed into like Correct. a boat at one point, which I always think is always a little st- a step too far for me. Um, I like it when it's a little more Reed Richards, where it's more about compressing the and functionality. The body. Yeah. There's, there's a particular sequence where um, the second chase ah. against Screen Slaver, and she's she's sort of um, kiting finding her way infiltrating right through a, a valley a, a city valley right right and she, she can swing like spider-man she swings like spider-man she can glide like a kite that was amazing i mean that stuff is great and then in a fight it's it's an impressive it's an impressive ability mm-hmm. um so essentially uh, helen is set up to be this face person and she succeeds you know to her wildest dreams and we find out, yes, that they're oh, they're going to bring back the supers. There, we get a sort of a, we get a look at some of these other supers uh, with a wide variety of powers. There's, 
you know, a character called Void who can create portals. We've got uh, a crusher. We've got a guy that has essentially... Well, like, all, the, all the superpowers don't really... He pukes lava. <laughs> they, like, they give you everything a wide variety at the i would say the last half an hour of this movie yeah right? yeah, you know, yeah. Be like the big fight because and one of my complaints it's a very minor complaint about this movie it's that yeah you know um it's all elastic girl but you but uh, meanwhile bob is home with the kids and you don't get to see much action the action is very it's her but for most the of the other film, half yeah. of the movie it's Bob and the kids, and not that you don't see fun stuff, right? Because yeah, because, the because Jack essentially, Jack... yeah, that's what it is. It's all about Bob injecting himself into his kid's life, and then on top of that, oh Lord, we f- he discovers Jack Jack is He's insanely got... powerful. <laughs> Jack Jack is the Franklin Richards <laughs> of this film. He's like, he... uh, you can do this. Wait a minute, you can do that, <laughs> that... too. <laughs> um, and then they 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 sort of have fun with it, like. Oh wow, Jack Jack has powers. You know, yeah, I can use him sort of like a like a like a like, rifle, like, 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 a, like rifle. a laser gun, you know, like a laser rifle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me try, let me try. No, it's like, <laughs> it's like he's a parlor trick. You know, all and, of a and, and yeah, and essentially he's got to. He kind of gets on an even keel after he's able to deliver Jack Jack to Edna, mm. which is one of the best moments of you know. Oh the yeah, movie. great callback to her, the, that both that character and you know. Um, the the sequence with the costumes but, and all the rest. But again, it's like the 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 full act the, the the full potential in the action of the movie. Everything just sort of um, sort of bottlenecks at the end. You know, like everyone. Yeah, because everyone has to come together. Yeah, again. and it's all about no, oh, we got to stop this boat from crashing into into the city, and everyone's in on it. Uh, first things first, we have to the kids have to. Uh, take those goggles off of um, those mind controlling goggles off of their uh, parents off mm-hmm. Frozone. Then you have to work everyone else, you know, and then uh, then we got to solve the whole uh, um, how do we steer the boat away from the city? And and yeah, like everything, um, it just it's hits pretty you all it is pretty once. packed. I would say it's, it's a little, yeah. it, it, it much more than sort of the simplicity of the the well, because it's more characters, I guess. Yeah, because the you know, the the, the first film ends with the the robot attack as well. It's so a similar here's a disaster we have to avert. Mm. But it's just the Incredibles and friend Frozone shows up as a support. Here it's like you said, it's like, okay, we gotta we gotta, you know, stop the zombified heroes and we've gotta stop the thing and then Helen's gotta end her mission. She's gotta she's gotta put an end to the, the sister and which by the way, when we were talking, um we talked about how dark f- there were moments in the original that was like, you know, when Bob thinks that the family is dead, it it, it goes it gets pretty serious. Um, and you know, syndrome does blow up at the people forget <laughs> for all oh, the Incredibles. It's such oh, a, yeah, it's yeah, a family friendly right. movie. And it's like, yeah, syndrome. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't he go through like the, the engine uh, of, of, a, of a, like, a crashing plane? So like at the end of this, Evelyn's driving the jet. She's about to get away. And what does elastic girl do? She grabs a flare gun and shoots her straight in the chest. At least that's What's what the it seems to me. I thought it was at the, at the windshield. Was it? I see in my. And then she gets. She gets sucked out. It was so down. fast. That was the thing. I was like, "Did she just shoot her?" I was like, "What is going?" I was, but then I was like, "Well, yeah, the first one did have." But then they did give you the straightforward. I thought okay, she the got. Hero. I thought she got sucked out uh, because of the. the that the you're probably right. I think you're the, probably the right. Depressurization. But and then she's like, "Did they just me, kill her?" My thought was like, "I think did did we just see Elastigirl just shoot this person in the chest?" 
that that reminds me of uh you know how like like uh you know Jackie Chan how like innocent and like yeah 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 fun, fun it is people don't remember this but like there's a movie at the end where like basically he beats the guy up rolls him in in this carpet and then throws a grenade <laughs> in the carpet <laughs> they don't show like the bits flying around right yeah, it's but, not like super violent but, but it, the implication but that's alone. Pretty violent. <laughs> that's pretty nasty. But for but you think of it as like oh innocent, yeah, Jackie fun, Chan, fun, yeah, all yeah. All ages, your little two year old. But see then it. he murdered this but guy. He also like <laughs> he also threw a grenade at a defenseless, knocked out. Right, exactly. Dude. This is sim- <laughs> this had for me that moment was very much like that. It was kind of like yeah. wait, did, did did I just see Elastic Girl cold bloodedly murder somebody? All right, and, and I was fine. <laughs> I actually had, didn't have a problem. I was just like surprised at the moment. She deserved it she did she did deserve it and so you know it ends with essentially the um you know the family comes together family comes together in more ways than one Mm -hmm. uh you know uh the supers get reinstated although there is a nice little hanging thread there because frozone does say something along the lines of because the brother character odenkirk's character Mm. he is you know the essential issue is is that the sister and the brother the sister's like, and it, there's some commentary in this movie. There's the commentary said to this, the screen slaver, the, the fake villain that uh, Evelyn has. Mm-hmm. And um, he has some commentary about like, you know, it's like, you know, you, you, we as a society don't do anything anymore. We're all just looking at our screens and you want, you don't talk, you watch talk shows. You don't play sports. You play, you watch sports. You don't do heroic deeds. You watch superheroes on the screen. And that, come on, man. That is, yeah. that's indicting us all who watch all these superhero films. Um, but th- there is also the fact that Evelyn views this brother as a fanboy. That he has all of these, like, why did, you know. And she calls him a child. She's yeah, like, it's like, you, are, you believe child. in this sort of childish notion of justice and heroism mm-hmm. and the world just doesn't work that way. And, you know, there's a more practical way, you know, so it's, so it ends with well, him going the, off. Right. And that's, I think that's, that has to be fodder for the sex film, the, for the next film, because he, Frozone says when he's like, I'm going to make sure that everything's taken care of. And Frozone goes, I, are we going to have to worry about him? So I can't help but think that that is going to be set up for well, the look, next Well, look, I've said this to you before, you know, when, um, everything blew up with the last Jedi, um, I was, it, it just enrages me that people would have such hate to troll, to go online, to go on the internet and just troll, oh, troll, guys. troll. The hate is, the hate is real. The hate is so you, real. You guys are, are into it. You're on the su- superhero hype. Like you, you've read some commentary, but I've experienced it now. Oh, and personally? I, yeah. I, I, I forget who I was talking to. I was like at a bar a couple of nights ago. You don't have to name names, but so. Yeah. No, no, I, I forget exactly. And I'm like, man, uh, I'm surprised, like how we all determined at the at the end of the Han Solo show, like it's a good movie, but it's underperforming and it's not going to do well. Um. So anyway, the point of my story is, I was talking to a guy about uh, Han Solo. I was like, it's an okay movie. He's like, no, it was horrible, <laughs> and Last Jedi sucked. And I was like, "Whoa, why? Why are you so you had, angry?" You had, you, had a, you had a Colbert line yeah. uh, experience, but, like but, I had. But I was yeah. I was prepared to say, "Let's do away with all this." I'm ready to I'm ready to I'm ready to go to let the ship go down. 
<laughs> I want to take these guys and and take them out. You know, like well, I was, you know, and, and well, that, that's why I'm saying that the commentary of the film mm. does in in a way indicts us as the fans to a certain degree about our our viewpoint of these things. And um, uh, I don't want to get I don't want to get too into the mm. fanboy thing, but um, I do think that that just like the first film had commentary about stuff. I mean, the first film had the whole commentary about how. Oh, you're holding back. The first film has libertarian undertones. You know, yeah. well, you know, uh, you know, if Dash can be the fastest man alive, why should he make other people feel good? Yada yada yada. Uh, you know, that's definitely um, there. And the film, and that's what makes this. I I feel a film that is worthy of its uh, as a sequel to the original film. It it checks all the same boxes at the same level of quality. Um, it leaves you. It leaves you wanting more because obviously the end of the film, you're like, yeah, where do we go? Okay, the supers are back. We've expanded the universe, like I said. You have more super characters do show up that they have to fight. They're mind controlled, but you know that's fine. Now that that's over with, okay, where do we go? Um, which would be my question, Ed. Um, at the end of this film, where would you like to see? The the next one. The, go. Now you, we 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 had a discussion about this before. Years from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they, and they better do it soon because uh, Craig T. Nelson's seventy four. Yeah, yeah. So we can't. We can't. Hey guys, Brad Bird, you, know, you got to get. If you were my age and growing up in eighties, uh, Craig looked like Craig the way he is in a little movie called Poltergeist. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Action Jackson, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, where would I like to see that now? Um, the natural progression would be to tell a Frozone movie, right? Um, but at the same time... I think that there's a good... You know what? I never... It didn't even occur to me right now, but if you're going to have a spinoff... This is the triumvirate. You already told the Bob movie. If you're going to have a spinoff, movie, you told then... the Holly Hunter story. We, we had... Violet has had her day in the sun. Yeah. Dash had his day in the sun in the first film. Bob! Someone kidnapped Honey. Yeah. Well, you I and I, 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 we discussed this as well. They need to. I need. I need to see who Honey Frozone's is. wife to be a super. I disagree. I think that would be she's, amazing. I, I think it would be awesome if we found she's out. She's the Vera she like, of this. Uh, see, of, of this. I know. I think it would be. I think it would be a lot cooler if it turns out that she she was a superhero. Mm. And she's fine. She's like, <laughs> like no, that's okay. I, and which is why she so wants them to be well, a regular, look, hey, everyday couple. Listen, Brad Bird. <laughs> Just get there's me. only one logical step if you're going to cast Honey. Okay, Tiffany Haddish as your Honey. Okay, uh, but they already. But that's the thing. They already have a voice. It's the same voice actress. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, but, but like that, I would. I think that you're right. I think that if you're going to do a spinoff, um, not necessarily the next film. But I think if you go, Frozone is prime time for that. You could have a lot of fun with with a Frozone solo movie. Well, these are um, these are big themes, but right? But in terms so, of in terms of the the uh, is that you would you want to that would be the next Incredibles movie for you? Is, okay, so would I want to see a Frozone movie? Sure, you know. But at the but at the same time, I feel like uh, no, a Frozone movie sounds like it's directed directed DVD or you know one of those things. Um, hey man, you know the, the first... Shrek films had. A, a puss in boots. I know. Off. You know what I mean. I know. So, but the thing about the first and now the yeah, and Charlie Murphy died. Incredibles. That oh, oh god, John. Someone destroyed. I, well, we're gonna destroy the monkey wrench. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so <laughs> the first movie, big themes. Right. Second, Second movie, film, yeah. Really, even bigger themes, right? So where do you? So yeah, where, where do you, you go from the third here? Um, oh God, like, where you, do you go? Is now? it the world where is where it? Is, so now? it sounds like the supers. They are now going to be legal. What does that create? Right? Is it going to create a, a better world for society, or is it going to be a, a more a, a world that's going to be on steroids? You know, mm. let's like the X Men. The X Men is a is a whole entire universe on steroids, right? With with, with Superpowered beings, because they are villains. Who All right, are... let me tell you where I want to see it go. Okay. All right, I I have two ways I would like to see this happen. All right. First off, um, I think that now that you've set the table with more superhero supporting characters, so more than just Frozone, um, I think you could go Justice League. I think you could go with the well, idea say, of like, okay, uh, where do they fit in with the wider world of mm. superheroes? It, rivalries, you know, people that they friendly, you know, you, you know that sort of thing. Um, you can also, I think, possibly a big question for me, which is, which is, this universe is one where we said, okay, for about fifteen years, superheroes were outlawed, right? Who was handling the villains? <laughs> Where are the villains? What was going on with that world? And I think that is a big question. I think that would be very, very, uh, very interesting to see. To see them up against, you know, N Syndrome was a villain of their own creation, mm -hmm. right? Of Mr. Incredibles. But where were the Lex Luthers in this world? So then the second film we have is essentially a fake villain. They pulled up MCU Mandarin, right? You know, like, oh, he pretended to be the bad guy that there was this villain called, this, but it wasn't really anything like that at all. So where is the bonafide Lex Luthor's Thanos, Doctor Doom types mm. in this world? So I think who, that who, would be interesting right. to, and to, to explore. And, and by the way, uh, side note on that one is um, I need the next film to have Edna's opposite number. <laughs> I think who is providing be, the, the exactly. The I think it would be villain. so amazing if Edna turned out to have like a sister or a brother but, who is now who is providing the costumes for the. But, <laughs> for, but let, for let the me bad ask guys. you though, because um, now have you seen um, you've seen that Megamind? Yeah. Right? We in Megamind there was a Superman. Character. Uh, by the way, that I was going to say that as well. Um, by the way, I just want to say Megamind, one of the most underrated, underrated. CGI animated films of the last <laughs> like 15 years. It's not The Incredibles. It's not at the level of The Incredibles. I'm never going to say that, but it is damned entertaining and they really missed an opportunity. Not, and you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to get to have to get this off my chest so it's out there in, in the ether. Okay. What would have made that a full on franchise rather than just a one-off film, it was within one little tweak, and that's this. Megamind should have ended with the Tina Fey character getting, getting the Superman-Titan powers. powers, and they're now a duo. He's the brains, and she's, she's the, the brawn and the power. It's the Lois Lane character getting 
superpowers and hooking up with the Lex Luthor character instead, that would have been you could have. That's the sequel. You could have done the sequel right away. But you see, but that's my and question. And that's the is thing. Like, and this, could you do a sort of Superman esque character in the Incredibles world? That there's my question, like because there is no su- Bob Har is not Superman, right? Yeah, right. And he, they're they're a Fantastic Four analog. Yeah. They're the family of superheroes. Yeah, so therefore, I think that's the confrontation. Oh my God, there's your confrontation right there. Yeah, could you DC have that? versus Marvel? Because this is a very yeah, mar- it's a very Marvel right? kind of it's world. Very in many ways. What happens if you introduce the DC a, a Justice League like, with a Superman? Like who can I am, I am Hyperion. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and uh, it's like uh, God. If guys? only if only they were the same company, I would kill. I would kill to see Brad Pitt <laughs> as yes as, as <laughs> Music Man. I didn't even have to change. <laughs> I didn't have to change my stationery. Um, something along those lines, I think, would be very good. Um, like I said, I would like to see the villains. I would like to see that at least mm. addressed. Like, who, what, where are the villains in this world, and how are they handling this? Um, I also think we, I, I talked about this earlier, which is the fact that I, I kind of wish that this film had had more of a time jump, because now that we've done two films in a row, where essentially it's okay, Jack, Jack's a baby. The, the the kids are still kids. They're still not quite. I think teen, it, it, they're not full on. Time teen jumps are problematic teenagers. because there's going to be tons of like, uh, <gasps> what happened in between? We're going to need to have like you know. See, a but story I think if they had that. done that for this one, if we had had a time jump rather than, and I get why, mm. and it works. I'm not saying this film should be different. I just think that <sighs> now I don't. I think it would be unnatural to have the next one have one. So I think the next one kind of has to has stay to, right. in this more triumph, or less, right. this uh, you know, um, trilogy. Uh, as a trilogy in this homeostasis that it's got. That, okay, the kids are kids, you know, uh, Bob and Helen aren't, are, are they're still spry. They're not older. You know, they're not, you know, they're We're not. We're going to see another one of those intros like. I know it's only been five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Craig T. Nelson, he's That's what I'm like, saying. you know. This is what I mean. Even if it, Ed, even if you have five years, Craig T. Nelson will be approaching 80. God. By you know, still doing this character, and you kind of, and that's the other thing. I need them to get on this soon because before I, uh, you, you can, you can replace Dash as you know, it's a young child voice actor. The character is, is I'm not saying he's up, one note, right. but he's it's very basic. Mm. He's he's the you know he's the hyperactive young kid. You can't have someone else as Frozone. You can't have someone else yeah, well. as Bob Parr. You can't have someone else as Helen. I, I, I even think, honestly, Sarah Val, you can't replace her as as Violet. You know, I... So, like, they have to... It's a they, miracle that they were able to get everyone... Right, back again. Back. And, you know, even Brad, Brad Bird. You you know, Brad Bird, after this, is going to be in demand. Um, if not, if he wasn't already. So it's like, how do you clear the schedule for all these people and the director and the company of Pixar... To, to continue the story that is successful and people have embraced and I think want to see at least a nice trilogy because, you know, how many times do do these films stick the landing with the third film? I, I think that this team could do it. So, um, you know, let's let's get that let's get her done. Let's get her done. So any I, any closing thoughts? Yeah, you know, like um it's it's done what it's doing well. It's doing well. And I'm wondering whether it's like the. How did you feel about the marketing? 
because it's certainly it's not I, that was Solo's one, not doing that's my one issue with this film um, that didn't turn out to be an issue because I didn't think the trailers were all that good no. I thought the trailers were rather underwhelming and it's not that they made the film look bad it's they didn't show me anything at all now maybe in a way they couldn't but there was a sort of like I'm going like okay I'm down for this movie and maybe that's a brilliant part too no, maybe no, the brilliance was like I, it's what, a 15 year wait you're gonna go see it anyway. But we, John, yeah. Well, and I, I saw the preview. Uh, one of the few things I saw, um, <laughs> and I immediately thought Ed. <laughs> really? Yeah, you thought I saw okay. the preview. I, I see. Uh, it's like this is your Ed's wife. wife. <laughs> Ed's wife is the the superwoman <laughs> going out working, fighting crime, and he's he's at home taking, taking care, care of the, the kids, kid, doing but, all the. But things. he's also like getting buff, you know, <laughs> in his garage. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly, but I recently brought uh, John uh, hasn't been to my place in a while, and recently he came over, and I think I I I, I did Chuck one Norris of those like total gym is like, in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did I did one of those things like, and here John, I know you haven't seen this uh, this 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 part of my house, the cave, the cave. <laughs> and you were like, wow, you know. <laughs> I'm inside and and he's like he's like you know the roof I'm like yeah he's like I redid it I'm like oh cool <laughs> so you need to see this wall here I remade it uh, in my oh it's image. got heating too it's got heating <laughs> up here I'm, I'm, I'm painting a I'm painting a Michelangelo's uh, <laughs> the creation of man on the you side see, there <laughs> you see all this tape on the punching bag That's I me. caused the rips I and I taped it up <laughs> exactly so um. But uh, yeah, I I thought that the the the, the marketing was kind of weak, but I guess it didn't matter. And uh, no, because end. a lot it, of us it, were. It's just one of those we were down, where... and we wanted the film, and it delivered. I and, think it's, and ob- it's odd. This is the Rick and Morty of the movies, right? Because Rick and Morty is like every year, two years, and no one really oh knows. Three years, maybe. <laughs> Which by the hold on, it feels honestly. Quick side note: it feels like we are like the wait for the next Rick and Morty. Is longer. Quick it, side note. Be, although, John, uh, then we th- th- aren't we get, aren't we getting more by the end of the bit. summer? John, yeah. you don't realize they're going to give us seventy Rick and Morty episodes. What? <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they gave us commitment. Yeah, they gave us seventy. And episodes. By the end of the summer, they will be starting the next season. What do you think about that? What do you think the, about that, Clark? One, one of the things that I love and hate you guys for. Is getting you involved? Getting in Rick and me Morty? into Rick and Morty, which is an amazing show. <laughs> it's, it's hey, Clark, we're gonna get 70, s- s- 70 episodes. <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> uh, so I, that's all we have to say about The Incredibles too. It, I, it was. I, I honestly still have a hard time ranking it as either being slightly better or just a hair's breadth under the original. But that's saying a lot. I mean, and I hope that kind of like with the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy, um, that it ends up sticking the landing and being this incredibly tight, really mm. well done, original story. I know what part three is going to happen. You're going to tell me put a dollar in a political jar, but I'll say it real quick. Uh-oh. They're going to be part of the Space Force. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I want to join the Reserve Space Force. Can I be Space Force? Would you like to know? Would you like to know more? Yeah, exactly. I just, I just, you know, t- uh, uh, two weekends a month. Right? Isn't that how that wheel for you know three weeks a year? I'm down for that. A good bug is a dead bug. You know, I mean, as long as you give me, if hey, look, bringing it back to the beginning of the show, if I get to fly, uh, Macross style Valkyries, (laughs) 
uh, that transform into three separate versions of a, a jet, a giant robot, and a half-robot jet deal, I'm down. I'm down. Now, there's a Space Force video game. Are they going to have to em- eminent domain that name fr- from the video game? You know then- someone is going to come. You know that there are going to be like three or four like websites that were like, like we, 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 Space we Force. sue the government. <laughs> 1994, <laughs> and it was when we created Space Force. Namco created Space, Space Force, Force in 1993. I, I just wanted uh, to get um, a, a really quick um, like rundown. Like Clark, what did you think of the movie? It was great. What, now, oh, what was great about the movie? What did you like about it? Who's your favorite character? Jack Jack. Why, why is Jack back your favorite? Because he licked the ice cube and... Yeah, he was really into Frozone, um, <laughs> giving him like these... These ice do- these ice spheres. Okay. And Jack Jack, which is sitting there licking him. <laughs> I don't understand the minds of. And, and what what else did you like about the movie? Um, I like the powers that he that he had. had. Which power? Which is your favorite power that he had? Was it the laser beams? Was it the fire power? Was it the fact that he can turn into a monster? Did you? Can I ask you a question, Clark? Did you want to fight a raccoon after? Did you want to fight a raccoon? <laughs> Are you gonna fight? A, did you want to fight a raccoon? I don't. <laughs> you didn't want to get rabies. Ed, Ed, that's good he for you. Good clothes. for you that he doesn't want to get rabies. That's. And what else did he had? Uh, he had the ability to multiply. There are many. He turned gigantic. Turn, yeah, turn gigantic. How many powers did he have? Yeah, that's gonna be an issue um, for the plot in the third one, because like I said, they Franklin Richard him up. They made him the most powerful being, being in their universe. Oh, so there's far. your story right there. It's like we Maybe gotta that. control Jack Jack. Maybe we gotta control Jack Jack or something. All um, right. Is that it? Is there anything else you wanted to say about 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 Incredibles two? <laughs> I think it. I think that's it. <laughs> well, um, that's it for our review. Um, I- I enjoyed it. Uh, Ed, do you have any uh, any last oh, yeah. words? Oh yeah, stay tuned we go? for our next show, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, that's creeping up on us, and yes, that's that, going to that. be a huge one. I keep, I keep, I was talking. I says, "Bring him up, Matt." Again, I keep talking to him. I was like, "I was like, yeah, I just felt like after Infinity War that I, I didn't care what came next." And it was like, <laughs> "Oh right, Incredibles two. Oh, oh right, Ant-Man and the Wasp after that. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess." I, I mean, guess there, there are moments like we're mid-year, sort of, and and already I'm like, wow, I feel like everything's been blown. There's nothing else for us, you know. That's well, I like. think I think it's we're just caught up in actual history that it feels like it it feels like from 2016 to now, it feels like it's been 10 years. It's like <laughs> like yeah, like come around, come around the um like uh the end of the year when Aquaman comes out, you me and John we're going to walk out of like a a a a, 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 a dusty desert. We're all with, like with, with goggles, maxed up with goggles, with go- Mad Max style. <laughs> so the world's all like gone to hell, and uh, but uh, luckily uh, AMC theaters is still operating. So uh, John, you better be at the. <laughs> well, John, yeah, John's got John. At least will have an excuse to be like, listen, uh, I, I'm I'm getting surgery to remove that third arm I'm growing, so I may not be able to make it. Hey, remember when the John just took out that bandit? When did you learn how to fight like that, John? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay, my, my, my protective All right. piece okay, came out. Okay, so until next time. Clark, same. Clark, same. To be Thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.